Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It is time now for us to check in with Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News. Vaughn will be back next week. He is enjoying his vacation, but Rob's been doing a fantastic job. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Simi. All right. Now, you've had a lot to talk about, actually, while Vaughn's been gone. Uh, And here we are once again on this Monday. What the heck happened over the weekend with the NDP caucus? Yeah, out of the blue yesterday uh, afternoon, a notice goes out, a media release from Premier David Eby saying that uh, following a human resources complaint into his Parksville Qualicum MLA, Adam Walker, he has chosen uh, to remove Walker from the New Democrat caucus. And he says that they launched an investigation into this HR complaint. They found misconduct on behalf of uh, the MLA. And he has been booted not only from caucus, uh, but also from his parliamentary secretary role. And he was parliamentary secretary for something like the emerging economy or something like that. Everyone has a parliamentary secretary role uh, these days to get a little bit of a pay bump. Uh, So he's out of that job. He's out of the New Democrat caucus. He's out of the party uh, and uh, the Parksville Qualicum constituents uh, who elected a New Democrat now have an independent MLA instead. So leaving a lot of questions about what's going on here. So do we know, and like, did, did we know about this ahead of time or, is, or just come completely out of the blue? No, no, it's a bit out of the blue. You know, you do hear rumblings about uh, MLAs and cabinet ministers right. who have, you know, quote, HR issues. Uh, and it usually means and uh, something along the lines of not treating your staff very well. And uh, MLAs are legendary for that, who <laughs> Democrats had a cabinet minister who treated uh, their staff so poorly that they had to put in guidelines on how the cabinet minister could speak to the staff and that staff could say no to the questions at one point. So, and the liberals had a cabinet minister who treated staff so poorly that, I mean, it's legendary, legendary. Uh, we don't know if that's the case here. Uh, we know, I think, and it's worth mentioning this, that uh, the New Democrats, their constituency offices are staffed by unionized members through the BCGEU. So a lot of in and around the New Democrat world uh, in caucus and in constituencies, they have uh, unions. Uh, It's not the case uh, for BC United. So it's a bit unique in the sense that you could have uh, a whole union process in place behind this HR complaint. You could have, you know, investigations and triggers and uh, settlements, maybe even NDAs, things where you can't talk. And from the GEU's perspective, if that's the case, I mean, these are employees who are vulnerable, especially vulnerable. The power dynamic of politics makes you very vulnerable to people with, um, you know, authority and uh, influence on your career and threats that, you know, if you cross the wrong party and the wrong person, you'll never work in this again. So I think, you know, that all of that comes into play on why um, we don't know what this is yet. We will know. People will know eventually. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. But will we, though, though? Because, like, if it's an HR we, we thing. Will. Well, I think we will. I think it comes out it, eventually. Uh, it'll, it might take a little while, but it will happen. Because the New Democrats have left this so suitably vague right now that it that your mind immediately thinks, everyone who's listening to this, their mind immediately goes to all sorts of 
weird, horrible scenarios, right? HR complaint against an MLA, like people think about it. And I think Walker, uh, and, you know, a lot of us were messaging him last night and he's saying um, he's taking some time to think about it, but he seems inclined to talk about it. He said he will probably talk about it today. So he's going to put his side out there because, yeah, when it is deliberately vague, the other side is you start thinking horrible things. And I'm sure he doesn't want that out there. So he'll probably come up with his version of it later today and we'll get a sense of, of maybe what this is more about. But um, it, you know, it, this happens in politics, unfortunately. It's a, it's a, it's a business of, of people who get elected to office and sometimes don't know how to treat other people. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's unfortunate because it's a people business involving human beings. And uh, it's, uh, it happens more often than you think, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the sad part about you just even even listening to you describe how there were people who were well known for this. Uh, mm. I just I'm always amazed by how people think it's okay. Like it's okay to behave like that. Well, let's remember, you know, like a lot of MLAs um, come out of other jobs. Like, for example, Mr. Walker was a, a, a park, he was a Qualicum counselor for a couple of years, and then a, a tech, he had a tech company before that. So a lot of MLAs come out of other jobs where they may not be in leadership positions or know how to lead people or deal with staff or that type of thing. And they win a riding oftentimes because the riding is a strong riding for a particular party. So you become the NDP candidate in a riding, you win no matter what. Next thing you know, because of uh, who you are or your riding or other factors, you're in cabinet and you're a leader and you have zero leadership experience and training you don't, know, you don't know how to work and lead. Um, and it's not a prerequisite for politics. We don't require, you know, the, your, the system exists so that you and I could run for office tomorrow and, and you know, and not be disqualified because we don't have training uh, or, or that type of thing. But, but it does mean that um, people don't know how to treat other people. And then that, and that becomes a, a hmm. persistent issue no matter the party down here and no matter how um, how folks are treated. So I'm always we'll amazed. It seems kind of basic. Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News. So the NDP have booted an MLA from caucus. And Rob, I have to think that Premier David Eby is going to get asked about this today. Yeah, the Premier has an event this morning, uh, just before nine o'clock, that he wanted to use as a housing springboard straight into the Union of BC Municipalities uh, week, uh, which is in Vancouver which uh, is going to be overtaken, I think, by questions about this uh, this incident with MLA Walker. The housing announcement, you know, the Premier is going to get a lot of um, suggestions and ideas and encouragement and uh, complaints about housing at UBCM this week. And we know that his government's kind of got the carrot and stick approach in deployment now about telling municipalities you speed up housing or we come at you for money and start withholding things. So municipalities are going to want to see that. They're going to want to see what the province's missing middle strategy is, which is uh, some sort of suite of tools to sort of expand that debate that just happened in Vancouver uh, about single family lots and what you can do with them and how you change what's allowed and more easily allowed on that land. uh, And things like, you know, building additional structures on land and all sorts of things like that. So, you know, once we get over this morning's press conference, I think we'll go back to probably uh, all of the items that are on the agenda for the UBCM and the premier is going to be having to stick handle. And there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of things that will be happening this week and a lot of weird, um, some good, some weird uh, <laughs> resolutions by municipalities. 
that the province will have to stick handle and uh, a bunch of meetings and um, and things that are interesting, including Dr. Bonnie Henry on decriminalization today, which will be a fascinating yeah. conversation with municipalities who municipalities were the ones who told the NDP government months ago, decrim is producing unintended consequences. And the government told them, why don't you shut your mouths and stop talking to us about that? Because you're fear mongering, you're hurting people, you're ruining things. And it was really quite several mayors, you know, uh, caught the ire of the provincial government on decrim. Uh, and uh, it, it took a long time for the government to change its mind on the, those buffer zones we saw last week. So Dr. Henry coming out and talking about it to a room full of people who don't necessarily feel like the government listened to them in the way they thought they should uh, will be a fascinating dynamic for sure. Yeah, that's interesting because we spoke to Leonard Krogh about that on Friday. Uh, he's the mayor of Nanaimo and, of course, an mm-hmm. old NDP you know, MLA. And he was saying that that's, that's a huge issue for the mayors this week at the UBCM, but also that the NDP government is sending quite a few cabinet ministers to have sessions with these mayors. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's provincial cabinet hall town halls that occur. One of them is on emergency preparedness. One of them is on housing. One of them is on stronger services like, um, you know, healthcare and and that type type of things. But then also there's just never ending meetings that happen. It's a bit like speed dating. There, there's just these very quick meetings all over the place where a council will get some brief FaceTime with the premier, and then another council will come in and talk to the health minister, and they sort of uh, it, it really is a kind of a massive sort of networking and, and event. And then the resolutions are happening on stage that people vote for too. So you you get a chance for municipalities to bring up local issues very quickly. But um, there, there, decrim was the perfect example of the NDP not listening very well to municipalities. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to have to do a little bit of, not apologizing, but just promising to do a little bit better on that front. Um, and there's a bunch of other resolutions that'll be fascinating to debate. We can talk more about them this week as they as they kind of happen. But um, you know, Nanaimo has a resolution on the floor with that mayor um, wanting the premier to pause his housing plan until the legislation goes through con- consultation with local governments. So they all have different asks of the government and uh, the government is going to have to kind of manage those as they go through this big long week. I think one, one person once described it, UBCM as like um, political nerd prom where it's just like <laughs> all the politicians <laughs> across the, across the the province get together it. in a in a room you know and, what? And now I feel talking, bad, so. Rob, because like literally when we first started talking about the UBCM, I was like thinking, wow, I really love the UBCM. I'm like, mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. great week because so many issues come to the forefront. There's lots of discussion about them. You get to kind of see what's on the minds of communities. Like, I think it's a great event. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it allows municipalities to get FaceTime with uh, ministers they might not otherwise get. It'll, it uh, has kind of bakes in accountability every year to have to listen to uh, local governments that sometimes you can uh, ignore. But then, you know, local governments use it uh, to poke the government on all sorts of things. You know, there's uh, Burnaby wants a vacant homes tax and like there's resolutions for more healthcare funding and things like that. I think one municipality wants to bring back photo radar traffic cams, which good luck with that. Yeah. Which which municipality is that? So we can let everybody know who wants that. Yeah. I think I'm trying to figure out which one uh, did ask for that. I'll look that one back up again. But uh 
the oh, I think know, the, the people living in that particular town would like to know who wants who wants photo <laughs> radar. <laughs> yeah, and and but they all bring different things, and most of them require some type of money, but others just require removing red tape. Like there's an interesting one that talks about removing the uh, red tape and putting some more cash into the fire smart and wildfire prevention ah. programs after the forest minister a couple of weeks ago. Uh, accuse municipalities of not taking the government up on the money saying it's your fault that you're not preparing for fires we got money there and the response back is no well you know you do but we have to spend the rest of our lives filling out forms trying to get it from the government so that's a resolution on the on the table as well so it's it's interesting hmm. the, the different ways that they that the the two sides will be talking about issues this week it certainly will be that'll give us a lot of talk to talk about too rob thank you Okay, take care. That's Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Czech News, talking about the Union of BC Municipalities Convention. I know you're thinking convention, really? No, no. You're going to get so much news coming out of this thing, so much political news coming out of that this week. Uh, Rob was just outlining why, and of course, we will have it all for you.